0: Hey, Kate Ralph, can you just try to keep Sophie with you? She's uh, taken a real liking to Chris. Chris's (laughs) crotch in particular.
1: (laughs) I haven't bathed for a few days. Am I something to do with it? That's probably it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. to publish perishable podcast your opportunity to be invited to science's birthday to see if it actually has any other friends uh i don't think it would have many friends
1: what would be on the same kind of par as science well the arts and sciences used to go together and they used to be friends but now i don't think they're as good friends
0: i'm andrew stapeson and i am joined today by christopher gibson
1: that's me. I'm back. I took a week off last week, so now we're back to the real podcasting.
0: And Cameron oh. Shearer. And I
2: liked the way it was last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we all agreed it was much better. No,
1: there's going to be a big dip in the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come with the week I wasn't there.
0: Yeah. And, but we have to say, this week was Cameron's birthday.
1: Yep, yesterday.
0: Happy birthday, Cameron.
1: Thank you. Happy birthday, Cameron.
0: So yeah. I proposed a toast earlier. Yes. And I wish to propose it again for our podcast listeners. All right. Cameron. Yes. Your legs, your arms, Mm -hmm. your eyes, Mm -hmm. your nose, Mm -hmm. your red lips,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: your hair, Uh, your ears, your little tinky toes, and your pink nipples. Normal-sized toes. (laughs) A 30. Congratulations. Yeah, hooray. Hey, yep. And well if done, you're Cameron. drinking at home, it. drink.
1: It's a milestone.
0: There we are. That was good. So the question is now, of course, if si- if it is science's birthday around the same time as Cameron's birthday, how old is science and when was science born?
1: Right. Well, that's a good question. I mean, do we go f- as far back as Aristotle? Is yeah, what, is like- are you go-
2: saying that science wasn't around before Aristotle?
1: Well, I think, he wasn't he one of the first people to sort of think about the world and nature in terms of how it might be assembled and how it might be structured? He did coin the term atoms, small indivisible particles that the world is made of.
0: Was he arranged in your time, Chris?
1: No, 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 a couple of years earlier. Yeah, you know a lot more about him than I do. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he was one of Chris's schoolmates. (laughs) Old Aristotle, he's a prick. Anyway, um... (laughs) But I think the term science is only hundreds of years old or a couple of hundred years mm. old. I think natural philosophy was what, what was termed before science, but science itself is relatively young. But the scientific method surely has been around for, for a while. Yeah. Right, what do you guys think?
0: Well, initially, maybe it wasn't science. It was just people trying things in a field yeah. and going, that works. Let's do that again.
2: Yes. Well, let's do that a little bit better this time. Yeah,
0: like we do every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I think, yeah, I, think, I, think I, I was going much further back than the ancient Greeks. Okay. I was thinking that I was I had two thoughts in my mind for when science really started, and it was either when uh, humans uh, started to be able to like um, make fire for themselves.
0: Oh, whoa, you're going all the way <laughs> all back. All the way back, and yeah. they, had,
2: they had some system where... You know, once they have fire, they, they don't let it go out so they could yeah. get fire the next night. Yeah. So that was one of Are you of talking my about the
0: Olympic torch?
2: <laughs> I think they, they kept it on for a bit longer than a month or however okay. long the Olympics go for.
0: Are you proud of me? Sport reference? <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: you knew there's something to do with the torch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am actually. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Cameron. And my other thought was like early tools. So like uh, weapons or something. Yeah. So they might have like tried a stick to get something like, no, I need something a little bit more pointy in order to get my prey, so let's try a pointed stick Mm. or a rock on the end of a stick. But is
1: that science, is that really investigating nature and trying to fundamentally understand how the world works? Or is that just human inventiveness?
0: Yeah, Cameron.
1: (laughs) Mm, I'll put it to you. I'm putting it to you.
2: Well, I don't know. We didn't really make... What's...
1: So for me, science is, tr- is a way of trying to understand the world yeah. and how it works. But at, at the same time, you know, you could really say religion's a similar thing. It's just, in my humble opinion, not a very good way of doing it, that's all. <laughs> and nowhere near as effective. Do we want to meander into this territory? Well, I'll tell you, you what, Chris, now you've
0: started it, we're actually <laughs> going to change the podcast name to Publish, Perish, or
1: Bash Religion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, some people would argue that um, you're not getting into the real scientific method until probably Galileo, Copernicus, those kind of guys.
0: Guys. Let's not further back. I've got an answer for you. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I know. What? I know. Well, <laughs> you know, when we knew we were going to talk about this, I actually did some homework. The well, internet has the answer. A plus for me. Wow, A, A plus A. for me. Um, the two questions, when was science born? Oh, it, it comes up. Yeah, it does, actually. Well, it doesn't say born. It says, but you know, born, whatever. Um, <laughs> so it says, the list begins with the ancient Greeks. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to say this completely wrong. Hippocrates? Hippocrates? Hippocrates, yeah. Yeah, and Aristotle. Wow. Who were not really scientists in the modern sense. Wow. Um, And then it was also sort of carried on with the Persian... Ibn Sina, and the Englishman Roger Bacon.
1: Mm.
0: I'll tell you what, like... Ooh, Roger Bacon. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you were like, ancient Greek, and you're like, hypocrisies and, and Ar- Aristotle, <laughs> oh, brilliant, that's so good, like, it plays into the mythology thing so well, and then, hi, I'm Roger Bacon, um, <laughs> I uh, I do science, you know, like, it's just so... It's, it's just not the Raj- same, it? It's
2: not the same. Roger yeah. Bacon's like a name from most very recent times. Yeah, that's
0: right. Think? Well, it says here 1220 to 1292. Wow. Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: So I guess I was right then, wasn't I? Really? No, you didn't mention
2: Hippocrates. No. Or Roger Bacon. You didn't mention Roger Bacon <laughs> at all.
1: You, I, may, you may have been thinking I about I talked Bacon. about good old Harry, Aristotle. <laughs> Harry. Harry. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, Roger Bacon is when we begin to get people thinking a little bit like modern scientists. Mm. Okay. Um, mm. And then, who came up with science is another question that's posed. And the question of who invented the scientific method shifts to Europe as the Renaissance began. And the wisdom of the Greeks and Arabs helped Europe out in the dark ages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, Ro- Roger Bacon, there he is. Oh, <laughs> is credited as the first scholar to promote inductive reasoning as part of the scientific method. Okay. Mm. Okay. There we are. So, Roger Bacon, if you're out there, Roger Bacon. <laughs> yeah, Roger Bacon. Roger, Roger. So there we are. We've got an answer to when was science born. Yeah, so the
1: 1200s is when places like Oxford and Cambridge were established. Oh, God. Cambridge is a place I did a postdoc there for uh, a few years from 99 to 2000. I tell you what, I would take... One of the great Western seats of learning.
0: Everyone that ever went to Oxford and Cambridge, and I'd sit them in a room, and I'd be like, we get it. We get it. Hmm. You don't need to keep talking about it. (laughs) You went to a very good university. Interesting
1: anecdote. Interesting anecdote. In the 1999 the or 2000 judgment. photo of the Department of Chemistry of Cambridge, um, I'm in that photo and everyone's got their name. I was the only one who said, Oh, what's your name? I said, I'm Dr. Christopher Gibson. So in that photo, <laughs> everyone else is Joe
0: Bloggs. <laughs> I can't believe you can't even remember their name and you're going Joe Bloggs.
2: Like, yeah. you... Cambridge is such a famous place, I can't even remember anyone else's yeah. name. Joe
1: Blogs, Jim Smith. I, IP, I.P. Freely. <laughs> And Dr. Christopher Gibson. Oh, so you're the only PhD at the Department of Chemistry. But
2: aren't you Christopher T. Gibson? Yes. So they probably were thinking of that guy from Wollongong, who's much famous than you. Yeah, take that, Christopher T.
0: Gibson. Yeah. Any news from the last couple of weeks?
1: No, not really. I mean, apart from Cameron's birthday, there's just been the usual rigmarole at work. Cameron, explain your birthday
0: to us. Yeah. What did you do, You were 30. You turned 30. That's a big round number that people like.
2: I didn't do anything that interesting, actually. I uh, went to work, and uh, in the evening, we went to a nice restaurant.
0: That's good. Did anyone go apart from you and your your fiancé? My parents and my sister. Okay. That's fine. Because if I found out it was other people and I wasn't invited, I would be... <laughs> uh, that you
2: wouldn't know where you are on the That's on right, the
0: list? on the list, yeah. yeah.
2: But I had something interesting happening today. Oh, Unless, cool. Chris, you want to... No, no. Uh,
1: what presents did you get?
0: Uh, yeah, no sexy ones. That's not suitable for <laughs> the, the podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, yuck. She stuck her finger <laughs> up my bum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that a present?
0: <laughs> it is a doesn't? present, yeah.
1: <laughs> for some you got to be inventive. In
0: really Cameron, you have to be inventive. I don't know, did you 30. get like
1: a DVD, any action figures to add to the collection?
0: I uh, got a chair.
1: <laughs> God, you really are 30, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> a chair and some neck The next thing you're going to say is cardigan <laughs> with wooden buttons. Oh, my <laughs>
2: mum bought me a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, um, I got an iPad Ooh. to replace the one I lost going to the conference
1: in Canberra. Oh, that's oh, not good. Shoot. You lost at icon, yeah?
2: Yeah, I left it in the plane. Oh man. They yeah. must have so many iPads. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. Yeah. They weren't that they didn't obviously try that hard. Yeah.
1: Oh no, someone would have seen that and gone, yoink. That that's one's gone. mine. Yeah. So I have another I have some more news. Ooh, Christopher Gibson. I've got a funny story. Gibson's funny stories.
0: ba 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 da ba ba ba
1: a new segment. Um, <laughs> you both heard this story. I'm telling it again. I got flashed by a speed camera. Oh. Yep. Cameron is sort of partly responsible for what happened. I went to see Captain America's Civil War uh, yeah. with Cameron and Lauren, yep. and it was awesome. It was okay. It was it was really, really good. Chris said this about,
0: um, what was it? It was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. yeah bollocks. It was awesome. Everyone, no, that was yeah. so bollocks. It everyone was a says movie. it's great
1: and everyone thinks you're silly for not liking it. It
0: was that. a movie that had no storyline. They so drove somewhere one. and then decided they'd go back. Mm. Yep. That's right. It didn't
2: oh. need one. Like, it was bollocks. It's so refreshing for them to not have to put in a stupid storyline. Just if you want to make an action no, no, no. film, make an action film. I
0: understand no storyline. I don't understand a shit storyline. No,
2: it was no storyline. It wasn't a shit one. It was, it was no so story shit line. because
0: they went ba 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 ba. Oh, some sexy ladies. Let's go back ba 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 ba. Yeah. Anyway,
1: but yeah, no, he had to drive there. Where were they? Oh, anyway, you're right. Exactly. You can't even fucking remember. <laughs> no, going to the green place. People got hurt a lot, and it was awesome. And, and there was and, explosions. And Max ate a lizard and killed people. Anyway, back to me. Yes. So the movie was awesome, and I get out to the car. I turn on the ignition, and my favorite song of all time starts up just as ignition <laughs> comes on. <laughs> mm. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? That was good, wasn't it? That
0: was very good. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm way better. Than Bohemian I
1: Rhapsody, mm-hmm. Queen. For all you. Um, or you uh, or 40, 50-year-olds out there. Though, though. <laughs> For all you young punks. Um, and as I'm driving home, I'm keeping under the speed limit. I'm checking my speed as I go. I yep. look down at one point. I'm just under 60. 58, 59. The chorus hits. Bismillah. No, we will not let, let, you, let you, go. you go. Let, let me, me go. go. Bis. Yep. And... Fucking, my foot must have gone down, and then flash, 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 flash. Oh. I look down again, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. Yeah, no jokes, Sandy. And like, I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I'm that's it. No one else was around. It's just yeah. me. It yeah. can't. That's why it couldn't have get.
0: been sixty-nine because there was no one else around.
1: Uh. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I'm just waiting now for the um the photograph to come in.
2: You don't even get the photo. You just get the fine.
1: Is that it? And the points? Yep. yep.
0: Oh, Such a loser. It's
1: been over a week. It's, uh, it's been... I think it's been uh, over a week You yeah. do understand yeah, this no. is... Uh...
2: It's much more painful the longer they make you wait.
1: Because I'm starting to think now... Oh, I got away with it. There was no film in the camera.
0: There was no film in the camera.
1: That's what it is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you, you got go. got away with it.
2: <laughs> but you know that they're digital cameras, right?
1: Did you what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You mean like computer cameras? You know how you're, you're when you're um, on your phone and you take pictures of your kids that you show us a
1: lot. There's uh, like, yep. There's like one of those cameras, but in a camera. It's inside. A, it's inside a camera. There's a camera yeah. inside. And there's it, someone yeah. pressing the button. There when is go past. There's
0: a little Chris Gibson yeah. in the camera. This is good enough. Holding for him, a phone. Think, yeah. Holding a phone.
1: Holy shit. How does he know how fast? <laughs> I'm Holding going? a Nexus
0: One like you have. <laughs>
1: I've got a Galaxy Samsung um, (laughs) integer phone.
0: I thought those were banned because they had asbestos in them.
1: Whatever. (laughs) I'm over 40 years old. I ate asbestos for breakfast. (laughs) This morning? Whatever. (laughs) whatever.
0: It's not allowed anymore. When I was a kid, it
1: was like, wake up, bottle of poison, go down the mine, bottle of poison for lunch. And we were tough, and that's why... Um... You're not tough. Your hands are so soft. <laughs> we touched hands in the kitchen yeah. just
0: a second ago, handing glasses. I handed Chris a glass, and his hands, it was like a
1: baby, had like brushed <laughs> past me. <It> was, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So that's my little bit of news, and that's it, really. Got Thanks, to, Chris got I've got loads of other things I could tell you about. We you don't, don't take up the whole time talking about my life. No, no. Do we? Although, the Do fans,
0: we? one of the fans said... Yeah? ...that... We should let you speak more. So, on oh. that
1: note, Cameron, did you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> they obviously like what they hear, and they want yeah. more of it.
2: But we've got a lot more fans than one. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, that's
1: so
0: the other four hundred and seven said no more, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> too much, Chris. Yeah, you can
1: never have too much. Anyway,
0: um, did you had something? Yeah, something you?
2: interesting yeah. happened to me today. Cool. So, general lab type of story again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh. I noticed there's someone kind of milling around the outside of our lab. Ooh. But I've never seen them
0: before. You have a lot of lurkers. Last week, we talked about a lurker outside your office. Yes, we did. And now there's a lurker. Jesus, I've
1: stopped doing that now. Like, you're on me about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, you, you shouldn't do it in your underwear. Yeah, He <laughs> he use the keys jangling. Anyway, sorry. So
0: now you've got a lurker. <laughs> lurker
1: outside,
2: well, outside lab. the lab, which is also outside my office. Mm. Not wearing a lab coat. I've never seen them before. Hmm. And he just comes up to me and he just says, is this the lab with the silicon? Hmm. And so the uh, we do have silicon in our lab, but I kind of feel like if you want to take lab, uh, lab from silicon, if you want to take silicon <laughs> from a lab, you might need more of a story behind it than just, is this yeah. the lab with silicon? Yeah. So basically he wasn't calling it silicon either. He was calling it silica, which is wrong. <laughs> and so I said... Uh, What is the difference? Well, silica is all silicon bonded to oxygen. Yeah. Whereas silicon is mostly silicon
0: bonded to silicon. Oh, okay. With an oxide top layer, like, yeah, yeah, which is uh, um, like a wafer.
2: It's a native. It happens by mistake. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. There's
1: a bit of science there for
0: you. Good. A bit of science.
1: Boom. (laughs) Science podcast.
0: We've done it. Yes.
1: So go on.
2: So uh, I said, yes, we do have silicon in here. It's not called silica, it's silicon.
0: <laughs> and oh. who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that. You had, you had to correct him first. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, of
2: course I do. Yeah. And good. then he said his name. Yeah. And then I said, "Okay, and why do you want silicon?" <laughs> yeah. And then he, AFM? Ex- <laughs> he explained. Yeah, he wants to do it for AFM and SEM. Yeah. And then I say, "Okay." And so so who is your supervisor? And then he, he said the name of their supervisor. And finally, I started to piece together this story that would yeah. have been easier if they didn't first just come up to me and said, Is this the room with silica?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, well done. Yep. But it was kind yep. of like 20 questions. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so I was perhaps a little bit blunt by just going, um, It's silicon and who are you? Yeah. But we ended up uh, getting you... along
0: okay. Good. You ended good up bonding. My news uh, is completely self-indulgent, but I thought it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, alongside published or podcast, I've also got Andy Matter, which is just right. It's just me making up shit and putting it on the internet, yep. and then sharing it. And I thought my uh, target audience would be kind of Facebooky, like maybe get shares through there. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is going off for it. Really? Yeah, well exactly. That's what well I done. thought. I was like, why is this ha- so it, my stuff gets far more shares on LinkedIn than it does on Facebook? Ah. How crazy! I I don't know why. Mm. But so
2: it's kind of a worky kind of jokes maybe.
0: Well, be- what well, I do kind of try to take the like the topics of research, like for example the latest one was being wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's caught talking about how you just kind of have to get used to being wrong even though it doesn't feel good you just mm. kind of have to deal with it um and i think it's that which is making it share and like it's meant to be, always be a bit tongue-in-cheek it's always meant to be a little bit funny have these little kind of weird things just to kind of make it a little bit light-hearted i guess mm-hmm. um and people were commenting being like oh you've really captured how it feels uh-huh. to be wrong and i'm like am I an awesome writer and just never <laughs> known it? And I think that's a yes. I
1: just think no one knows how to be wrong as good as you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Chris. Oh, well that's done. good. Lines. Thanks. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? That was very good. Was really yeah. good. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Chris. Um, and that's it. But also, at this present time, our podcast has been listened to. Um, more than two hundred times. So we're up to about two hundred and seven. So mm-hmm. let's give a round of applause for all those people that managed to sit through all that all those hours of our voices. Yay. Yay.
1: And and feel free to applaud us for entertaining you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Feel free to, yeah. to Minute, say how a right couple now.
2: seconds of silence
1: for
2: that. Yep. Applause then. Yep. All
1: right, thank, yeah, you, yeah, thank you. Thanks very much, much thank guys. You, Cheers. Thank you, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good.
0: The topic for today is leadership Ooh. and supervisors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that potentially they don't always go hand in hand. No. Um, mm. Did anyone... So let's try to start off with... Let's talk about Cameron. You said you'd been thinking about leadership. Yes. And stuff. So do you want to yeah. give us kind of your impression or your understanding of leaders in leadership?
2: So I guess that um, in my case... When I'm thinking about leadership, I'm really thinking about just getting the most out of the people, say, underneath you in the rung. Yeah. So, there is a hierarchy in, say, if we're looking at just research groups. Yeah. There's a hierarchy in research groups. Yeah. Um, so, the where the, say, the professor or research leader will be at the top, they might have one, two, three, four, sometimes ten postdocs underneath them. Yeah. The postdocs will have a few PhD students each. Yeah. Um, or sometimes they'll have none. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there might be under the PhD students, some uh, graduate students, honours students, master's students, this kind of thing. Yeah. So for me, leadership is just about getting the most out of the person beneath you, but also, you know, I don't want to say beneath, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, getting the most out of them, say, research-wise, but also just try and turn them into the best scientists they can be. Yeah. Uh, and how to go about that is something that I spend a lot of time thinking about.
0: Is that because you've recently been in a position where you've got, um, let's say, researchers that you're kind of in I con- say it's. How do you refer to it? You can't say well, yeah. under. Can you say in control of or beneath you? That sounds all well, wrong. Yeah, they're all bad, aren't they? Yeah, they're wrong. all really bad. So, so I'm
2: semi-supervising a number of students. There we are, that one. That's yeah. But at the same time, I'm also, say, responsible for our lab, which has... Uh, Ten people in it. Oh yeah, most right. weeks, and then there's a rolling partnership in that lab as well. Yeah.
1: So. And so, what do you do as a leader? Do you think effectively with those those students that you supervise? What do you think is makes a good leader?
2: Oh, so for for the supervision, say so the ones the, the ones where I'm in control. Well, in con- oh,
1: keep saying in control. <laughs> you command uh,
2: <laughs> and conquer. <laughs> So I'd say there are three where I'm directly involved in their research project. Mm-hmm. And for each of those three, I see my role as being different because mm-hmm. I kind of see what they want from me. Yeah. Uh, and then I try and do what I you know, I see. Like they want me to do this, I'm happy to do this. So I'm not necessarily doing exactly what they're doing, yeah. or what they would want me to do, uh, but I'm trying to meet them somewhere in the middle. All right. Mm. Uh, mm. So, say so. For some of them, that would it would be basically in the lines of they want to show me every single result they get, yeah, to, and then just talk talk about that result with me. And other times, they don't want me to see any result they do until the very end, yeah. And then it's just a matter of trying to compile those results, telling them they've done a good job. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: Chris. I well that's, that's that's a different question so do you kind of agree with Cameron in terms of what a leader is and and how to lead?
1: Uh, broadly yeah I think I think that's true I think I think part of it is the people who you're supervising you want them to progress that's crucial. Yeah. It is it is a symbiotic relationship you want them to do things that will benefit you but you have to do things that are going to benefit them. Yeah. They have to be able to grow. So a PhD student, by the end of a, a, a PhD, a PhD student should effectively be acting like a postdoc. Right. So when they transition into a postdoc, it's not a huge shock.
0: And it's your job as a leader...
1: To get them there. To get them... Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: Even yep. if they're really annoying.
1: Even if they're really <laughs> annoying. And I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, the way Cameron described the way he looks at students, you've actually got quite a bit of flexibility mm-hmm. with how you do it. Yep. Not all leaders, I think, are like that. I think some supervisors are probably this is the way it's going to be, you have to fit that mold. Yeah, and I don't think that's effective really. Yeah, I think you've got to tailor things a little bit for the person who's working for you. Yeah, so I, I saw
0: you. something recently just broadly about leadership, and it was about you know, leaders don't tell people what to do, they say, Let's go do this. Like, yeah. it's like being part of a team and they lead. Not um, by example, rather than kind of. That's exactly right.
1: You got to lead by example, and that's crucial. And when, when people start to feel that the person leading them is basically kind of getting off lightly, yeah, or not, you know, they're not they're not in there with them. Yeah, I think something gets lost. Yes, I think I think then that you will lose respect from the people who are you're supervising basically. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's good. I think one of the first times I ever saw
0: leadership that I liked. Um, it's not even to do with science. It's when I was working um, in a menswear department during high school, oh. right? And I used to measure... Oh. Yeah, oh, Well, I used to measure the inner legs of, of, course you did. of uh, men and I used to have to ask, excuse me, sir, what side do you dress? Oh. You know what that means? What side do you put your knob Oh, okay. right. So then yeah. you can not and what we used to play a little Oops. Yeah. Left or right. <laughs> left or right? <laughs> Your Wrong. left or my left. <laughs> Wrong again. Sorry. that's the tenth time today. Yeah. Well <laughs> they to they sell this. these anyway. or oh, we used to have these special um <laughs> tape measures. Do you measuring tape? Tape measure? What is it? Measuring tape? Measuring uh, tape. Tape measures, fine. Yeah. Anyway. What was so special about it? It well, it had a bit of metal on the end so that you it was about I don't know let's say 10 centimeters long so you didn't have to get your hand quite knob, close, knob length. it was knob <laughs> length yeah, <laughs> Yeah. well speak for yourself gents uh, you mean flaccid of course Anyway. Yeah. and so you you could feel the heat of the junk but you wouldn't have to touch it, <laughs> do you know what I mean Like, but one thing I used to like to do because I used to work on a Sunday is hide all of those ones and leave them with the ones with <laughs> no metal for the week <laughs> So that, like, the next person the day on the Monday had to not only feel the heat but also, you know, dodge some uh, some genitalia. Where
1: is the leadership? <laughs>
0: oh no, this isn't even the story. Anyway, that's the funnier side. So the, the leadership, it, as part of this job, um, I had a um, a manager. She would get down on her knees and clean the fixtures, and say, "Okay, I'll do these ones. You do these ones." Yep. And I always thought that was strange. When I first I thought that she would say, "Andy, can you clean the fixtures?" Uh-huh. right? But she went, "Okay, I'll do these four, you can do those four. And she never asked me to do anything that she wasn't willing to do. Yeah. And that was the first time that I thought, "Wow, I would do anything like if she's if she said to me, "Oh, Andy, can you you know, do this, this, and this. No matter how difficult, I would always try because I, I thought that she wouldn't ask me to do something that she hasn't already done herself or at least, um, you know, would be willing to join me if I asked. So, that was the best example and the, the first time I actually saw leadership as opposed to just someone being bossy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's very, very effective because if you're willing to to muck in like that, yep. then the people who you're supervising can't turn around and really go, oh, well, you know, you don't really do anything. hmm you're a bit lazy. They're gonna yeah. feel like shit. I wanna, yeah. I wanna, I wanna muck in. I wanna help. Yeah. You know, I think no, it's that's, really good. That's a that's an effective tactic to yeah. get people to to do things.
0: Yep. No, and she was brilliant. Yep. Really good. Really, really liked her. Her name was Elaine from Plymouth. So, Elaine, Plymouth. If she eventually hears this, mm-hmm. um, her, <laughs> she was my first proper nice example of leadership. Um, so, taking that idea of leadership then um, and extending it to maybe examples where we have encountered let's start with good leadership yep right so in particularly in science let's stay with science now um uh cameron where have you seen sort of experience good leadership where have you been on the receiving end of good leadership
2: um so i think that it's it's kind of similar to, to your example of really working by example so i have some issues say with work ethic I don't really like working long hours. Yeah. Um. And so there have been times where I've had a boss in other jobs where yeah. I felt like they were quite lazy and just say directing me how to do some things. But I've also had some other supervisors where it's just clearly that they work a lot harder than I do. Yeah. Uh, and then it really um kind of.
0: It, does it make you feel guilty?
2: No, okay. because I think that. They, they would often tell me you know like that's enough yeah um, that kind of thing, but it's just just knowing that they're working harder mm-hmm. um, And I guess with our the, the main thing where this really comes into play is when we're doing drafts for papers yeah it's you're writing quite long documents yeah and we're taking say a month, sometimes mm-hmm. more to write these things oh, yeah. and then for, and then some some people will take say another month just to read them. Mm. Uh, or they would, only, and then only maybe only read half. Yeah. Whereas really you just need like one or two hours. It's, but it is hard to find that time. Mm. Uh, but it's really great when people get back really quickly. Cause yeah, they kind and of, that's happened
0: to you. So you've given yeah. them something and they've had a quick turnaround. Yeah. And, yeah. and
2: that's something that I've really tried to do myself. So mm. I would work at home yeah. in order to get those kinds of things back as soon as possible because yeah. of the lead by example. Yeah.
1: Mm, I think yeah, that's a really good example,
0: Chris. Examples because you've actually. So, Chris, you've how many research groups have you worked in?
1: You would have had some great leaders at Cambridge. I did, I did, I did. My supervisor there was great. He let me have lots of holidays. So he was is awesome. that leadership. <laughs> he was awesome. And then he turned around and said, "Chris, you don't take many holidays." And I was like, "You beauty, guess what? I'm going to roam." <laughs> no, but yeah, I guess I've worked for lots of people. My, my first supervisor in my, in my PhD, he was he was a really good leader. We were only a small group. So he had to sort of get involved and so he would do experiments in the lab. It's yep. very hard for, for professors and supervisors to get in the lab as much as postdocs and students. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But he would still make an effort every now and then and he would do things like make me corresponding author on yep. um, papers and that and I never really put much stock in it, um, probably not until I got to Flinders and people started saying, no, that's actually really, really important. Mm. and so things like that he would he would sort of give some more responsibility but in the process i would get something really tangible out of it right and i thought that was really really good um and then more recently i can give a an example of the restructured the way labs are done in our department and in this restructuring the academics who supervise, so you mean undergraduate labs. undergraduate labs sorry yeah in this restructuring the uh all the academics have to be involved mm-hmm. and they have to know basically how all the labs run. Mm-hmm. So if you're a physicist, you've got to know how all the second year and third year physics labs run. Yeah. You've got to know them because you're going to be supervising all of them. Yeah. And for chemistry, it's the same. And so the person who came up with this idea, the academic who came up with this idea, was the first person to say, right, we're organizing a day. We're all going down. I'm going to be there. Yeah. And they were there, they learned all the labs and they led by example. And so mm-hmm. it meant that everyone else who was like whinging and moaning and crying about it, they didn't, you know, what could they do? Yeah. Well, the boss is doing it. He's in there. He's, yeah. he's putting in more effort than anyone. Yeah. So we've got to do, we've got to do the same. Yeah. So I think the leading by example is probably the most crucial aspect of leadership that I can see. I mean, there's more to it than that. But yeah. if you can do that, then I think... People will instinctively, um, instinctively follow. Mm. You know the, one of the questions I have is, what do you think is different about academic leadership compared to leadership in other jobs? What is I think, a uh, bit different, or is there nothing really well, that much different about
0: broadly the leadership should be um, the same across all things? I think mm. uh, it's interesting what you said about um, uh, like the interpersonal like things like. It's not just about leading by example. I think that's a big part yeah. of it. It certainly yeah. kind of makes you feel good. Mm. Um, but I don't think... There's so many things like being a good people person. So if I if I can yeah, hijack then true, and yeah. say... So some of the best leadership I, I think I've seen is in my current supervisors. Yep. Um, and it's, it, it's because they understand that people... Uh, need a little bit of freedom I don't feel micromanaged I don't feel um, like uh, they're they're down my like like, sort of breathing down my neck the whole time but also they're great people people Mm -hmm. like there's been moments where for example um, in the the group at the moment someone is is expecting his wife is expecting a baby and they were playing this juggling act of like oh can you go on this trip like and it was 10 days before the baby Uh was true right and he and this guy, like you know, he, he's he's in a sort of um, lower position. But he was like, "Oh, I'll ask, I'll ask." And the boss came out and he said, "There is nothing more important than the birth of your first child. Yeah. It does not matter." That is like straight down, and then just went back in his office. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I was like, "That's the sort of things you need to hear." And I guess we've talked about some 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 good leadership. Qualities and good leadership. I'm always hesitant to have a whinge. Uh Um, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I know that's right. Um, But I I think one thing that, from talking to a range of different people with a range of different supervisors, there are some shockers out there. Mm. There are some absolute, like academic nightmares of supervisors. And maybe Cameron, have you got any examples of, of of bad supervising that maybe it's not yours, but you've yeah. you've heard about?
2: Well, so uh, I mean, I can see someone for one day and realise they're not a good supervisor. Or I hear stories from from a range of sources. Yeah. So I can think of, say, just the opposite of the getting the paper back really quickly. I've heard of times where it's been over a month or so where. Uh, uh, someone has had a paper to read and they haven't done it yet, um, and that can be really frustrating for the student when it's really just absolutely blocked at that point. Yeah. Um. And You know, if it's a student's first, second, third paper, that's really important. But if it's the supervisor's 51st, yeah, it's not as important to them. Yeah. Um. And then the other other thing I've seen is say just micromanaging. Mm. So um. We make a lot of ideas and yeah. ideas are easy and talking about ideas are fun. Yeah. Uh, but when you're kind of micromanaging and giving a student 100 experiments to do yeah, and it's kind of reliant on the first one working, yeah. Um, maybe it would be better to just keep it a bit simpler. Yeah. Mm, uh, and I've, I seen, I've seen yeah, that in absolutely. a few, a few I know, occasions. I, th- I
0: think this is a theme that's come up a couple of times now is... Talking about science and producing ideas, it's yeah. really fun. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's extremes that can make a poor supervisor or a poor leader. So exactly what Cameron said, micromanaging. Mm. And I think a part of that is it's also a control aspect. If you can micromanage someone, then you can control everything that they're doing. Right. And I think a good leader should be able to give responsibility to people mm. and let them grow yeah. that way and not constantly be telling them what to do. Yeah. The other is complete disengagement from some supervisors or leaders. They completely disengage. And so the student, some students can handle that quite well and others are just lost. Absolutely. Lost in the wilderness.
0: I think Cameron, you were saying before about having like recognizing what the student needs. Yeah. And I think that is a skill that not a lot of people realize because Mm. you get supervisors and their supervising style is there's a project, see you in a couple of years, let me know how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll check in every so often, but not very often. To to have a supervisor that can semi tailor their approach for different students.
1: Oh, that's crucial. I mean,
0: yeah. that yeah. that's kinda of like the holy grail, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's yeah. a lot harder. Oh, of course, yeah, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet. It takes yeah. me
2: so long with the few students I Yeah I do. Mm. Yeah. So much think so much more thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it yeah. probably is easier in a way to just have a method of leadership and say, right, you're all going to fit into this. Yeah.
0: Um, and I wonder if students go, oh, I'll go with this person. It may not be the best project, but I know that they'll spend time with me, for example. Or or I'm the sort of student, I just want to get on with this. They'll leave me alone
1: mm. and that will be great. And I think you can. I think in the early stages, a lot of PhD students do need a little bit of guidance, but that should slowly over time start to reduce and start to reduce yeah. so they can yeah. become more autonomous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Any more whinging should we do, or should we?
0: No, I mean, like, I mean, I think examples of bad leadership is a good way of, yeah, yeah. of kind of demonstrating good leadership. Well, I've um, got a story. Oh,
2: so I was in a, a very large group meeting. There was this conglomerate group I was kind of part of. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a
0: very good use of the word conglomerate. <laughs> Thank wow. you. Yeah, yeah, well done, cameras.
2: <laughs> read the dictionary every night. <laughs> um. Word of the day: conglomerate. Anyway. <laughs> And as part of this meeting, we were kind of going through what everyone had done so far in the project and what they were going to do next. And this one student was kind of saying about these very grandiose plans about what they're going to do in the next six months. And then the person running the meeting said, well, hang on a minute. In the last two years, you've done this very small amount. And now you're saying in the next six months... You're going to do this very large amount. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) this sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. And so they were pretty much just pointing out. Firstly, maybe you should have been working hard in the second six months, uh, in the first First, six months, and then in this next six months, maybe you should be just giving yourself some achievable goals. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I thought that that was really good. Yeah. Now that is actually that's a really good point. A, A a good leader should also be able to see the weaknesses. In the people that they're supervising. Because yep. you will have students who'll take the piss and they might do nothing for extended. For a periods very of long time. time, yeah. And so at some point, <laughs> a supervisor, a good supervisor and, and leader will, will will come in and say, Look, all right, you've been sitting on the couch for six months, smoking weed, drinking yep. beer, yep. watching porn.
0: Chris, is this what your supervisor <laughs> said to you? <laughs> I'm starting to tear up.
1: No, and 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 at some point say, Look, all right, you know. You've had your fun. Now it's time to knuckle down. Let's get some achievable goals. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that's really, really, really important. And I think yeah. that just doesn't happen with with some students. And some students, um, you know, they, they'll really enjoy that. They'll be like, yeah. right, I've got three years with nothing to do. Mm. You know, I'll just hang in for two years and then um, they'll have to cobble together a PhD for me. Otherwise, it's going to look bad for the supervisor.
2: All right, so something's been on my mind recently. Oh, no. So we know how much Andy thinks he's the host of the of this show. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely he thinks he is. Um, my god, I agree and with And he's so happy with how well his website Andy Matter. Oh my god. Um, don't bother googling it. You have to write the exact website in to find it. Andymatter.net. <laughs>
1: Keep it coming, Cameron. Yeah.
2: Um What's the author order of this podcast? Oh.
1: Oh. All right, here we go, guys. (laughs) All right, who's middle author?
2: I reckon it's Christopher Cheese Gibson
0: (laughs) in the middle. (laughs) Hang on. Yeah, this is a guy. No Yeah, this is a guy that today I said, Chris, have you written anything down? He's like, no. But I thought about it, (laughs) so we could just knock that one off. All right, so
1: Chris, sandwich, Gibson. If 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 I could be first, second, and third (laughs) author, put me down, and you guys, I'll give you an acknowledgement. Yeah, thanks,
0: Chris. (laughs) He does it by the way. Podders in the world, Chris doesn't even take his own mic home. Cameron carries it around (laughs) for him. I
1: suppose okay. if you were to add things up in that in that <laughs> sense, then yes, ne- I I may be middle author. But I am sort of that middle author that glues All right. everything together. <laughs> so on being, the link between the two.
0: Be, being the middle author then, you're in a position. Oh, here we go. Both Cameron and I will put together a case for you All right. about who should be first or last. Mm-hmm. And then you decide where everyone else goes, right? Because you're, you're clearly in the well, position is, of no power. Well, this is power. like
1: saying... Oh, Chris, I mean, this is tough for you. But who should be first, and the one that really does lots of awesome stuff and really contributes the most? But who should be last, and really is the one that leads everything? You know, and that's the tough thing. So I want you to decide who's awesome and who's amazing. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we've done. You, oh, no. You've made
2: a pretty simple thing so much more complicated. <laughs> Because
0: go. I'm the most important, I'll let Cameron go first.
2: Well, so I think that. Um, how are we going? So the host, so the hosting of the venue, we're probably going. Maybe you're a bit more than me now, Andy. Maybe, maybe you are 60 40. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Like that. Like, I lose out uh, there, don't I? Yeah. You're yeah. always coming with the written notes for the starter. Yeah. But I would say that maybe we've had more of my topics yes. talked about during that. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking that. But you're also the editor, uh, and you put us up on SoundCloud and yeah. all these other hard things. So I'm saying, and
0: I got the logo and the yeah. everything yeah, he organized.
2: He does do that, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I'm, yeah. you and I are both Facebook. You and I, yeah. You and I are both on Twitter publicizing. Yeah. Uh, Chris, any any of those?
1: I uh, we had a guy from TPG <laughs> came to fix our internet, and I said, get on to our podcast. <laughs> <motherfucker."> <laughs> Get on. <laughs> and right. my TV kids TV are familiar go. with it as well.
2: Good. <laughs> All right, so I'm saying I'm first, author, yep. Christopher Cheese Gibson in the middle. <laughs> and then Andy is last author and corresponding author.
0: I... So, are you... Do you concur? I'd agree with that. Yeah, oh, I'd be very happy with that. Of course that Because... You know, I I do all the papery stuff. Oh my lord.
1: <laughs> Listeners, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Is we it, don't want to know about their opinion. Is 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 it does does Christopher Dr. Christopher T. Jeez. Gibson deserve to be first or last? Not cheese. <laughs> and Where in the middle should Andy and Cameron go?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Chris first, Gibson last. Yeah,
0: that's (laughs) right. Who should be second and who should be third? It will be Christopher, one of our names T, one of our names Gibson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose when you add it all up, I, I suppose I can't argue too much with being middle author. But, oh, um,
0: but you you know, you understand that your presence here is because it has to be because we've signed a thing with the South Australian government to include people with disabilities.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was the case. And All we
2: right. bought three microphones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: but I paid for mine first. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you <laughs> did, yeah. No, that was for post. hosting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I actually had to pay Cameron for it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah That sucked. That yeah. was a great question, Cameron. Yeah, great question, Cameron. Well done. Yeah, very very good. good. Very good. Which very is good. why you're first... Author. bring in the content <laughs> yeah that's right that's right music is provided by the excellent Adelaide based band VoiceRom you should go check out their stuff on Bandcamp um, they've done a great job for our podcast yep. and uh, we should definitely support them so go have a look
2: yep check them out you've been listening to Publish Perish Dog Podcast brought to you this week by future sponsor Cheese Christopher Cheese Gibson <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright final farewell Yeah, see you later Um, I'm back, I'm bold, I'm awesome See you later Mate, and goodbye from me